Episode of National Bugle Radio on the Republic Broadcasting Network, RBN Republic Broadcasting.org. It's the, well, it's late again of free speech because, well, it's late again. And I am going to, I've been doing this for the past several weeks at my dog's suggestion uh, that I actually proofread my weekly article, which I've been doing weekly for. Is this this is the fifth or the sixth one? It's been going on for a while. Um, I've been doing it f- since the start of the year. Benjamin Fulford's suggestion. Um, he says it's going to make me a rich man. I kind of doubt it, but what the heck? I don't got anything else going on. So um, I've been doing this, but in the meantime, go to republicbroadcasting.org. Click on the donate button, send badly needed funded to 2251 Double Creek Drive, Suite 302, Round Rock, Texas 78664. Phone it into 1 800 724 2719, extension 3. Well, okay, so I've been doing this. I, I have to, I'm going to be sending this in. It's not 4 in the morning, it's not 3 in the morning, it's only 218. AM. It's only two eighteen. I don't know. I mean, I try to get this. I try not to um, be so late and always like the last minute. I had a lot of dog business this week, and um, then I like to play music on Wednesday night. So here, here we are. I started this in the more I'd spend a, a lot of the day on it. And you know, if I'm going to be spending this much time doing it, I ought to get rich. I don't think it's going to happen. Anyway, let's let's get going. Let's get going. So the title, I'm not good with titles, but here's the title. Newland is lying and or delusional and it's not because she's a Marxist neocon or whatever. Is that a weak title? It probably is. And then, of course, the the column, the weekly columns. What the hell is going on here anyway? Patrick Slattery, February 28th, 2024. Well, guess what? It's already the 29th. It's already leap day. February 29th, leap day. Leap day. All right. Dear readers, apparently this column is so hot, so awesome, that it needs its own website. That's good, right? I say that because, like, because I talk so much about Jews. Um, I think, like Benjamin, who who does get rich, <laughs> he, he's very popular. You know, when whenever and, like Andy Hitchcock, when he's going through, um, it's a very good show, by the way. Andy Hitchcock's weekly Saturday show. I'm talking to you. Um, I I listen to it every week, and um, I don't know if. <laughs> 
I don't know if it's because he knows I'm listening to it every week because he listens to my show at least from time to time. And so I'm sure he's heard me refer to his show. So he knows I'm listening to his show. He, he, um, does a, he, he reads off his top five, uh, podcasts of the week. That's one of the first things he does. And I've been mentioned most weeks, um, which I guess is because of the high high standards. He tends to like my shows with uh, Andy with um, Mark Collett, and those are good shows. Um, sometimes he he liked my show. Well, I wasn't on the show, but with Cato and um, Punxsutawney Phil, he liked that one, and that was a good show. That was actually a very good show. Um, Punxsutawney Phil, I'll have to maybe I can get him back, or maybe he can interview Brother Nathaniel. Do you think Brother Nathaniel would appreciate it? <laughs> We'll see. Um, that would be kind of fun. Anyway, uh, why was I digressing? Our top story this week: Victoria Newland says we are winning hard in Ukraine. Blame. Oh, oh, I was talking about Andy Hitchcock. Okay, well, I was talking about Andy Hitchcock because he also then does like a rundown of some website that that ranks that like carries a lot of. Um, articles and ranks them according to how many readers are looking at them. And Benjamin Fulford's got a lot of stuff. Benjamin Fulford is um, very popular on some of these sites. So there you go. Um, and he's, he's, a, he's really a very likable person. I'll tell you that much. Um, very, very likable person. Nice person. Um, I'll tell you that much. Okay, and from a nice family. I've met his family. His his dad in particular. His dad was um, a Canadian diplomat, very well respected, very intelligent, very well read. Uh, everything that a um, a British descended gentleman should be. Okay, he's a, very much a credit to the white race. All right. Can I say that? I, well, I did. Okay. Our top story this week, Victoria Newland says we are winning hard in Ukraine, blames Republicans for inevitable defeat. On February 21st, Victoria Newland, who concurrently holds the second and third top posts in the State Department, gave a speech at the Centers for Strategic and International Studies in Washington should I say Washington, D.C.? No, I'm just going to say Washington. The CSIS was created in the 1980s by some overflow of bad ideas at Georgetown University and is currently run by Thomas Pritzker, the scion of the mega-rich Pritzker family, which is descended from Ukrainian Jews. His cousin, J.B. Pritzker, is the current governor of Illinois, and another cousin, Penny Pritzker, was Obama's commerce secretary. I didn't mention it here, but he's got another cousin or sibling who is some, like, really well-known tranny. Like this big, fat dude with long... (laughs) It's like a blonde wig or something. Oh, God. Anyway, um, back to the article... The CSIS Board of Trustees is ginormous and chock full of former congressmen, governors, and cabinet members. You know, and I didn't mention them, but you're talking about Paul Ryan, uh, William Cohen, 
um, oh, um, Paul Ryan Williams, Sam Nunn, uh, Carla Hills. A lot of people don't know. Remember Carla Hills? Um, she was the Secretary of Housing and Urban Development under Gerald Ford, and I hate her guts. I'm just going to leave it at that. Um, she's still alive, unfortunately. You know, I'm a boomer. I'm not supposed to say things like that. But I'm not taking it back. All right. Anyway. Um, let's see. In attendance were journalists, academics, and other form. Okay. Is it going to give me bad karma because I said that stuff about Carla Hills? Okay. I tell you what. I'm not taking it back. But I'm suspending it. I'm suspending those comments. I'm not taking them back. I'm suspending them. I will think about it. I might consult with Jeremy. Because Jeremy cares about my immortal soul. Which is a, which is a good thing. Um, so I'm suspending those comments. All right. Okay, um, in attendance were journalists, academics, and other foreign policy elites. Newland's analysis was remarkable in that it was based entirely on fantasies and lies, which nevertheless formed the foundation of public understanding and discourse regarding Russia and Ukraine. She made a number of claims emphasizing the scale of the Ukrainian victory over hapless Russia. She said that Ukraine... Okay, I tell you what. I tell you what. I will take back the statements of um, about Carla Hills. Okay, I'll take them back. Um, you know why I'm taking them back? Because when you compare Carla Hills to Victoria Newland... I mean, geez, she's small potatoes. And if I start, if I start like hating people's guts and uh, and um, saying it's unfortunate that they're still alive, there's no end. So okay, I take it back. I take it back. All right. Okay. Um, but I'm not editing this. I'm not. I'm not deleting. <laughs> I'm not deleting the comments from this show. I'm leaving them in, but I am taking them back. All right. Um, all right. She made a number of claims emphasizing the scale of the Ukrainian victory over hapless Russia. She said that Ukraine has retaken more than 50% of the territory seized by Putin forces at the beginning of the invasion. What is this based on? In February 2022, a column of Russian tanks proceeded to the outskirts of Kiev and camped out. The following month, when Ukrainian and Russian negotiators meeting in Turkey were close to an agreement, the Russians withdrew the tanks as a goodwill gesture, only to have Boris Johnson fly into Kiev and convince Zelensky to scrap the agreement. So Newland is saying that the column of Russian tanks had seized all the territory to the east of Kiev and and the Russian withdrawal from that position represented Ukraine's retaking of the territory. 
The elites in the audience either didn't realize or didn't care how meaningless this statement was. She said that Russia had, and these are quotes, okay, pushed Russia's Black Sea fleet out of Sevastopol and off Ukraine's coast, allowing Ukraine to restore grain exports to pre-war levels and helping to feed the world once again, unquote. Last time I checked, Russia's Black Sea fleet was still stationed in Sevastopol and still operating all over the Black Sea. The food exports are due to an agreement reached between Ukraine and Russia in the summer of 2022, and often breached by Ukraine, and have nothing to do with Ukrainian military successes. Where was I? I was scrolling down and all of a sudden I lost everything. Okay. Um, successes. All right. Moreover, the grain exports, rather than going to feed hungry third worlders as intended by the agreement, have been dumped on the European market, helping to fuel the current farmer protests in the EU. Which, by the way, um, I'm, I'm recording this Wednesday night. I've already recorded a show with, um, Paul Stevenson, where we talked about those farmer protests, my assumption is that I will play Paul Stevenson's show on Thursday and this one on Friday. So if you're listening to this and it's Friday's show and you're curious about the uh, the grain protests, the farmer protests, then look at the uh, go back and look at the Thursday show. Okay. Newland also claimed that, quote, we have helped Ukraine destroy 50% of Russia's ground combat power. Unquote. I can't even guess on what basis and what twisted logic she makes this assertion. Russia has been recruiting more than 30,000 soldiers per month. And I give, I give a citation for that. And its armaments manufacturing is increasing by leaps and bounds. Newland brags that NATO is expanding with Sweden and Finland joining. She fails to mention that it's it's second large... Oh, it's... That doesn't need an apostrophe. Okay. Its second largest military, the Turks, are now NATO in name only. Meanwhile, she chides Russia for its supposed reliance on North Korea and Iran for weapons and its growing economic relationship with China, while at the same time claiming that it's becoming isolated. There is no logic here. Russia and China form the core of a new economic and global constellation. It should be diplomatic. Hold on a second. A new economic and dip diplomatic constellation centered on BRICS, which was joined last month not only by Iran, but also erstwhile American allies like Egypt, Saudi Arabia, and the United Arab Emirates. One indication of the seismic shift going on is the contrast between the hero's welcome afforded to President Putin when he visited Saudi Arabia last December, and I've got a... uh, 
citation, while Tony Blinken was snubbed by Saudi leader Mohammed bin Salman, who not only sent a minor official to greet, greet, spelled that wrong, to greet Blinken at the airport last October, but then stood him up on their first scheduled meeting after keeping him waiting for hours. And I have a citation for that. Newland brought up two-year-old UN General Assembly resolutions where 140 member states voted to condemn Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Is she not aware that the United States is becoming so isolated in the UN over its insistence, let's see, that is somehow spelled wrong, insistence, that Israel be allowed to murder Gazans with impunity, that it can no longer get any country to vote with it on the Security Council, and has only Israel, Micronesia, and Nauru in the General Assembly. Hilariously, is this hilarious? I don't know. Hilariously, Newland boasted that Europe has decreased its dependence on Russian gas from 40% down to 13%. This was obviously due to America's destruction of the Nord Stream pipelines, which Newland herself publicly threatened to do in advance of the attack. And here I've got a YouTube video linked. Okay, If you take a look at the 20-second video I linked to, I'll try to put it on National Bugle. Um, I'll try. If you take a look in at the 20, but you could find it on your own. It's a little 20-second clip from Tucker's show. Um, oh, I'll give, you, I'll give you the title if you really want to look for it. Victoria Newland states unequivocally that Nord Stream, that the Nord Stream pipeline would be destroyed. Okay. If you look at the 20-second video I linked to, I'm sure that you will agree with me that... Oh, okay. That's why we do this. I had this wrong. Okay. I'm sure that you will agree with me that she could not repress a knowing smile when she insisted that one way or another, Nord Stream 2 would not go forward if Russia invades Ukraine. That should be invaded Ukraine. She could say that with confidence because she knew that her policy would inevitably leave Russia with no option with no option other than to with no option other than to launch its military operation and she knew that America would then destroy the pipeline. Now, without cheap Russian gas Countries across Europe are in recession, and Germany is in the process of deindustrialization. But Newland thinks uh, Newland thinks that is kind of funny. But Newland thinks that is kind of funny and something to brag about. All right, we're getting there.
Are you sick of censorship? TLB Talk is the cure. TLB stands for truth, liberty, and balance. We are the newest and most unique social media platform to hit the internet. We were built out of necessity because Big Tech, Big Pharma, and Big Brother are out of control. The only thing bigger than them is when we the people are united. With that vision, TLB Talk was born. Our battlefield is in cyberspace. The battle we're in can be won by clicks of buttons and voting with your wallet. TLB Talk has no hidden agendas, no corporate funding, and we do not sell, trade, or give away any of your information. Our platform runs off of generous donations of members and merchandise profits. So please, check out our site. It's the best around. And be sure to stop by our store. It's loaded with items that'll have you feeling a sense of member pride and victory. Come unite with us today at TLBTalk.com and join the social media revolution. Attention freedom-loving patriots. Are you ready to dive deep into the principles that founded our great nation? Join me, Peter Serafine, and the Institute on the Constitution as we light the way to a brighter future with the Liberty Lighthouse Classroom. At liberty-lighthouse.com slash classroom, you'll find a treasure trove of online courses on the U.S. Constitution, carefully crafted to empower you with knowledge to defend your rights and liberty, whether you're a student, a history enthusiast, or just a concerned citizen. These courses are for you. Gain a comprehensive understanding of our Constitution's principles, the wisdom of our founding fathers, and how to apply them in today's world. As a special offer to our freedom-loving listeners of Republic Broadcasting Network, use coupon code RBN at checkout and get 20% discount on any course. Join the Liberty Lighthouse Classroom and be a part of the movement to uphold the values that have made our nation exceptional. Unleash the power of knowledge and protect what truly matters, our Constitution. Visit liberty-lighthouse.com slash classroom today. Don't miss this incredible opportunity. Use code RBN for 20% off. Together, we'll be the beacon of freedom our founding generation envisioned. Liberty Lighthouse Classroom. Illuminating minds, empowering patriots. Did you know the IRS publicly admits that income tax is collected by voluntary compliance? Get the information you need to help you avoid income tax with these five easy steps. All you have to do is go to avoidincometax.com to get your five easy steps on how to avoid the IRS income tax. Escape the IRS. Let avoidincometax.com help you. We guarantee our five easy steps or your money back. Go to avoidincometax.com. Is kind of funny, but Newland thinks that is kind of funny and something to brag about. All right, we're getting there. Where are we? Still recording. All right, so we're still recording. That's a good thing. Um, she also blamed Putin personally for the death of Alexei Navalny, whom she described as Putin's most popular opponent in quotation marks. As I mentioned last week, at the height of his career in 2013, 
Navalny received about 600,000 votes in the Moscow mayoral election. Putin's most popular poem, 600,000 votes. And you remember, um, I think last week, I compared those 600,000 votes in the mayoral election to David Duke's like 700,000 votes in the Louisiana governor election and and Ron Unce's 700,000 votes in the California uh, gubernatorial Republican primary, right? So, you know, that's that's okay, but it's not Putin's most popular opponent. Okay, so back to the article. Putin's most popular opponent has actually been Communist Party leader Gennady Zuganov, who received over 12 minutes over 12 million votes running directly against Putin in the 2012 presidential election and almost 22 million votes running against him in 2000. By the way, he got over 30 million votes running against Yeltsin in um, 1996, where he actually won the election. But anyway, it was faked. It was rigged. After Zuganov and his Communist Party... Well, at least that's what... Stephen F. Cohen said, and I think Stephen F. Cohen is a reliable, was a reliable source, and uh, yeah, I miss him. Okay, after Zuganov and his Communist Party successors, Putin's next most popular force, Putin. Okay, that's that's wrong. The next most popular force during the Putin era has been the far-right liberal Democratic Party of the late, I said the last, the late Vladimir Zhirinovsky. By the way, Dr. Duke met both Zhirinovsky and um, Zuganov. He, he said he, w- he went to uh, Vladimir Zhirinovsky's office. He had some big corner office in the Russian parliament building because... I guess um, Zuganov's party had like done really well, and was the were they the main? Op- I can't I can't believe they would have been the main opposition party. I think the main opposition party has always been the communists, but maybe they were number two. But at any rate, um, yes, Doctor Duke knew Zuganov, and well, Zuganov is still alive. Zhirinovsky died recently, um, and by the way. And before you say, yeah, well, Zuganov is a communist and Zirinovsky is a Jew, <laughs> which, which are true. Um, but but they're both like, both have been very, very hostile to Jewish power. Um, Zuganov in 1996, at the time when Jews were running, um, what do you say, r- running ramshod? Is that, is that the word? over Russia, uh, Zuganov said, look, if Jews want to act like Russians, they can, fine, they can stay here. Otherwise, they should get the hell out. Okay? And Zirinovsky, who whose father was Jewish but abandoned him as a baby, so he didn't grow up Jewish. Um, he, yeah, he's biologically half Jewish, but he grew up with his uh, Russian Orthodox mother and abandoned by his, his Jewish father. Um, Zhirinovsky was just like flat out anti-Semite. Um, anyway, both these opposition parties are far more hostile to the West than Putin has been. The kind of pro-Western politics that 
Navalny sometimes represented, at least while he was on the State Department payroll, has no support outside a few affluent enclaves in Moscow and St. Petersburg. Meanwhile, I like that word, meanwhile. I, I've been listening, well, I mean, ever ever since last autumn, ever since it started, I've been listening to um, Jim Fetzer's show, and it's a dynamite show. I, I have a great time listening to it. It's very informative, and it's fun. Okay, meanwhile... As my readers remember from a previous post to this column, Newland critic Gonzalo Lira was tortured and killed in a Ukrainian prison despite the entreaties made by Lira's family to Newland's State Department to get the U.S. citizen freed from the prison of the American dependency. All right. I mean, it, like, I'm, this is late at night. It's not the best wording. It's not, it's not Shakespeare, but... Okay, let's keep going. Newland wound up her speech with an appeal for the White House, with an appeal for the House of Representatives to pass 61 billion in additional aid to Ukraine in order to give nasty life? surprises. Is this just fantasy? Caught in a landslide, no escape from reality. Open your eyes, look up to the skies and see. I'm just a poor boy. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Real news, real talk, real people. Because you can handle the truth. Go to republicbroadcasting.org, smash that donate button like Russian peacekeepers smashing through the Azov neo-Nazi terrorists in the Donbass. I don't think you can explain politics without looking at Jewish power any more than you can explain physics without dealing with gravity. 9-11 was a jointly conducted covert operation that involved multiple states, the Saudis, the Israelis, and what you could call the deep state in the United with States. anti-Semitic remarks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're jiggling juice, we used to say, yeah. The dancing Israelis. Uh, so even the Republicans now are compromising and they're pushing issues that are destructive to the white race. They would always say, like, are we just going to talk about this stuff on the radio? Like, what are we going to do about it? Either we force the democracy to work by actually getting the ballot access, getting the candidates, getting in office, getting our message out there to the people, or we expose just how undemocratic it is. The Patrick and Jeremy Show, Tuesday at 9 Central and Wednesday at 1 Central. My name is John, I'm the founder of Blackout Coffee, and I started uh, Blackout because I really love coffee. I've always loved coffee, and after traveling so much to Europe, South America, and trying so many different coffees that were so good, and uh, every time I came back uh, to the U.S., I was so disappointed with the coffee, so I figured that I had to do something about it. The biggest difference is really is on the beans and the roasting process, how we roast it and how fresh it is. The fresher the roast, the better the quality. Here I have like all, all of the coffee. It's roasted within one to two days prior to being shipped. So it literally gets to consumer's house within three to five days after being roasted. If you like coffee, you have to try ours. It's fresh roasted. It's one of the best beans that we can get, and you will definitely see the difference. Visit blackoutcoffee.com and use the coupon code REPUB10. That's R-E-P-U-B. 
Homeowners, are you in foreclosure, expecting to be served with a foreclosure lawsuit, or suspect your lender has coerced you into an illegal mortgage transaction? A huge number of mortgages made in the last 10 years have legal issues and are possibly defective. State laws and the U.S. Supreme Court have upheld that defective mortgage documents are grounds for foreclosure defense and for counterclaims in favor of the homeowner. If your mortgage has been sold or assigned since closing the loan, it may be defective and you may be paying the wrong party and the lender may not have standing or the right to foreclose or collect payments under the law. If you would like to know if your mortgage is legal or not or know if you are paying the right party, we can help. Our initial consultations are free of charge. We are not attorneys. We are legal researchers and work closely with experienced lawyers who know how to help you find the evidence to help you keep your home. Email Tom at republicbroadcasting.org. T-O-M at republicbroadcasting.org. With an appeal for the House of Representatives to pass $61 billion in additional aid to Ukraine in order to give Putin nasty surprises on the battlefield. I think I should put quotations around nasty surprises because that's what she said. Nasty surprises. Oh, she's, she's so cute. Okay. I, you know, I can't believe Gonzalo Lira was like saying that she was a very attractive woman. <laughs> Although, honestly, um, I found a picture of her from 1988 when she would have been about 26 or 27. And she was at the American, was it an embassy yet or just a consulate office in Ulaanbaatar, Mongolia. So that was one of her early assignments with the State Department was uh, to go over to Ulan Batar and set up an embassy. Um, so I, I found this picture. It was an old black and white picture, and I, I sent it to um, uh, Mark Dankoff and I said, um, you know, rate this woman. I didn't tell her who it was, and he said a six, <laughs> which okay, better than average, better than average. Um, she's only half Jewish, by the way. Okay. Um, did I mention? Did I mention that? Okay, so her mother. I don't think her mother is ethnically Jewish. I could be wrong on this, but I my understanding is her mother was not ethnically Jewish. Maybe her mother had converted before Newland was born, which would make Newland halakhically Jewish. Um, maybe, but the the thing, the weird thing about Newland's mom is. Okay, so she married Newland's dad, who I guess had like had been psychologically, I don't know if abused is a word, but psychologically damaged uh, by, by Newland's grandfather, who had been subjected to anti-Semitism in, in Ukraine. And um, then, so Newland's father when Newland was about 10 years old or so, was in a mental institution for a year, depressed and was he suicidal, but he was in a mental institution, which is pretty hardcore. And um, then he wound up, you know, becoming some sort of doctor at Harvard University. And he wrote about dying. He wrote a, 
a best-selling book on dying. Well, Newland's mom broke up with him and remarried. And I don't know if she remarried a Jew or a Goy, but the person she remarried to is another doctor who wrote a book about dying. Now, how weird is that? So, Newland does come from this, like, weird background. Um, And I guess she's got a couple of half-brothers. So, I'm not sure, you know, when the divorce came. Maybe the divorce... So, I'm not exactly sure. I guess she comes from a weird and and potentially broken family. Because I I noticed when I was looking at her Wikipedia page today, it said something about a couple of younger siblings. Um, Typically, and, and they... I'm pretty sure they came from the mother's side because their their last name wasn't Newland. And so I'm pretty sure that the mother remarried and then continued to have kids. So she couldn't have been too old. Um, so Newland probably did come from some sort of broken family. Like if this had happened when Newland was like already at Brown University and her, no, no, uh, her mom wouldn't have been. Uh, popping out more kids at that point. All right, so where was I? Okay, nasty surprises. Okay, so Newland wound up her speech with an appeal for the House of Representatives to pass $61 billion in additional aid to Ukraine in order to give Putin nasty surprises on the battlefield. That's not happening. One might ask whether she is del- delusional or disingenuous. The aid that the United States has sent so far has led to nothing but death and destruction for Ukraine and its people. Newland's comment that the aid also creates good-paying jobs. I should put quotes around that because I'm so sick of that good-paying jobs. Uh, Jobs that pay well. I guess you could say well-paying jobs. Um, But good-paying jobs. I think the first person I ever heard say that was Bill Clinton God, what a jerk. Bill Clinton. Oh, you know something? Um, I, Bill Clinton made me think of Epstein. And I mentioned that Pritzker guy up here. Um, currently run by Thomas Pritzker. The scion of, a mega rich, of the mega-rich Pritzker family. Oh, I'm going to put in... A an uh, associate of Jeffrey Epstein, and because he was, he's all caught up with it. Jeffrey Epstein. All right, that's another Jewish layer to all of this. All right, so, um. Nothing but death and destruction for Ukrainian people. Newland's comment that the aid also creates good-paying jobs in the American armaments industry has been widely criticized around the world. It has been. Uh, it might be that the aid package is not, is, is intended not to be passed so that Ukraine's inevitable defeat can be blamed on Trump and his Republican Party in this year's, in this election year okay good enough all right the real question is how the foreign policy of the united states during its tenure as okay not of but its tenure as 
the world's only superpower came to be dominated by this crazy bitch. I'm calling her a crazy bitch. That I don't have to take back. Um, Here is a brief refresher on her career. During the first two years of the Iraq war, she was a principal foreign policy advisor to Vice President Cheney. Then she started a three-year tenure as U.S. Ambassador to NATO, culminating in the April 2008 Bucharest Conference, where Ukraine and Georgia were invited to apply for membership. Then as Secretary Then, as Assistant Secretary of State for European and Eurasian Affairs, she orchestrated the Maidan coup. Am I spelling it right? I think I am. Maidan? Yeah, I think Maidan coup. That toppled the elected government of Viktor Yanukovych and installed anti-Russian extremists. Now she is running the Ukraine proxy war against Russia to the extent that last year's much promoted summer offensive against Russia was known as the Newland offensive. That's what Alexander McCurra said. So far, she hasn't managed to provoke World War III, but she's not done yet. Michael Birnbaum, Michael Birnbaum from the Washington Post complained that the United States was not supplying long-range weapons to attack deep within Russia. Am I being too much of a jerk by mentioning that this reporter has a Jewish name, face, and resume, and works for a Jewish-run newspaper? Let's see. Oh, okay. Am I being too much of a jerk by mentioning that this reporter has a Jewish name, face, and resume and works for a Jewish-run newspaper complaining. Something is wrong. Okay, I'm going to put and is complaining. And is complaining. Okay. Am I being too much of a jerk by mentioning that this reporter has a Jewish name, face, and resume and works for a Jewish-run newspaper and is complaining about America not being aggressive enough towards Russia at a Jewish-run think tank forum moderated by Max Bergman, again with a Jewish name, face, and resume, to the Jewish Victoria Newland, who along with the Jewish President Zelensky is driving Ukraine into oblivion? And then in parentheses, I always try to be accurate, but if my Judar is off regarding Birnbaum and Bergman, would it really change anything? Okay. It is so important not to offend Jews by noticing... Oh, is it so important to not offend Jews by noticing patterns? That should have a question mark. And now it does. Am I out of place? Make sure. Am I out of place in noting how many Jews say... They or their parents, and I gotta correct their. Say they or their parents or their grandparents left, left emigrated. Okay, okay, emigrated from Ukraine to the United States because of anti-Semitism, because of the anti-Semitism they felt from Ukrainians and Russians. 
Attorney General Merrick Garland said this at his confirmation hearing while promising to pay back America by going after anti-Semites and white supremacists, i.e. the enemies of the Jews, in this country. And then I give a link. I am tired of seeing people scratch their heads about why these people pursue agendas so destructive to America, to American, it should be to America and its supposed allies. Okay. I am tired of hearing cockamamie explanations, that needs to be corrected, cockamamie in explanations about these people being dedicated to Marxist or neo-realist ideology or that they have a gun to their heads and they're just serving some sinister master that we never see. Newland has an ethnic grudge against Putin in particular and Russians and Ukrainians in general. So it is no mystery that she is willing to destroy Ukraine in order to topple in order to try to topple Putin. It is no mystery that Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen imposed sanctions against Russia to facilitate the toppling of Putin, but instead sent Germany, not exactly the favorite country of the Jews, into an economic death spiral and is risking the destruction of the dollar as the world's current as the world's reserve currency, a hugely important American power asset. A century in the making. Is that sentence too long? Maybe. Whatever. Okay. It is no mystery that Merrick Garland is abusing his powers to go after any groups of people, be they white nationalists or anti-Israel protesters, that he sees as potential anti-Semites. It is no mystery that Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas is flooding the country with as many non-whites as humanly possible in order to hasten the day that whites, from whom Jews usurped the country, it should be this country, I'm an American, I can say it, this country, and I have, I have ancestors who if not, who either came over on the Mayflower or came over within the next few years. They were here in the 1620s. Not all my ancestors, obviously a lot of them were just like planting potatoes in, in, um, in Ireland. But um, I have the Adams family, the Newton family, a lot of these families, the Adams family. Yeah. I'm from the Adams family. Okay. Um, from whom the Jews usurp this country. All right, where where are we? Um, all right, is it uh, is it no mystery that Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas is flooding the country with as many non-whites as humanly possible to hasten the day that whites, from whom the Jews usurp this country, will become a small and beleaguered minority. It is no mystery that Director of National Intelligence Avril Haines is working with Jewish-run tech firms to implement unprecedented censorship of speech and ideas that might be a threat to Jewish power. These are all Jewish priorities, and when we see Jews pursuing 
No, not perusing. No, no, pursuing. Oh, God. It's so late. Per suing. Let's see. Did that, is that better? And when we see, okay. Oh, I guess pursuing. There we got it. These are all Jewish priorities. And when we see Jews pursuing these priorities, why do we have to pretend it is something else? I am too old and grumpy to keep my mouth shut. These people need to get off my lawn. What the hell is going on here anyway? Sincerely, Patrick Slattery. I would have said these people need to get the hell off of my lawn. But then I'm going to say what the hell is going on here anyway. And it just seemed kind of redundant. I could say these people need to get their balls off my lawn. I don't know. I don't know. That might be taken the wrong way. What the hell's going on here anyway? Okay. Well, anyway, that's that's how it goes. We have a few minutes left. I might as well finish it off. I, sometimes I just wait till the next day. Um, I tell you what. I will pause for a second, and I'm going to look to see if there is some news I want to comment on. Okay, I'm going to... I'm going to address this just because it's got a funny headline uh andrew angle so i looked at the daily stormer.in because it's the most trusted name in news here's the headline faggot left fake news outlet suing open ai and then it's got a picture of a couple of robots looking at each other i think the um uh the subtitle was the robots deserve to be free we all deserve that okay so um back to the story which I'm not going to read much of this story because I don't think uh, I, I just thought it was funny. But anyway, New York Times is the big suit against open AI, but many other journo rat scum are joining the battle against robot freedom. <laughs> I like the way he writes. The journalist agenda against the robots is very similar to when women got the right to vote and immediately banned men from marrying uh, pubescent girls with their age of consent bullshit. <laughs> By the way, I think Jim Fetzer has established that the, the BS word, I, I, I'm still going to say bull honk, but that it is a perfectly legitimate word. He sought, he, he cited the um, Princeton professor, who was Jewish, who wrote an essay on BS. Anyway, um, regarding artificial intelligence, uh, like, uh, so Mark Collett and I talked about it a lot on Monday but here's like if the, if there was really artificial intelligence people often write to tell us what has happened for them since starting extendivite allow me to read a few in one month my blood pressure dropped significantly i no longer get chest pain after exercise It's amazing, and I ordered my second bottle. The reviews are spot on. My target is to get off BP meds, and if it keeps going like this, I see a light at the end of the tunnel. So far, a great product is what it claims to be. Great product. A few days in, and I could feel a difference for certain. Not checking medical stats yet. I know this is really working by how I feel. We'll continue to take this product. To order, call 1-877-928-928. 8822 or visit extendivite.com 
That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Extend your life with ExtendoVite. Find your inner rebel at Dixie Republic, the world's largest Confederate store, located in Traveler's Rest, South Carolina. The anti-white, anti-Christ, anti-Southern world ends at the asphalt. Welcome to God's country. Log on to DixieRepublic.com to view our Southern merchandise, from flags to t-shirts to artwork. At the store, browse through our extensive collection of belt buckles and have a custom-made leather belt handcrafted in our Johnny Rebs gun and leather shop. That's DixieRepublic.com, where you can meet all of your Southern needs. Support those that support the network. Support Dixie Republic at DixieRepublic.com. Email ProudSouthern123 at gmail.com and let them know that RBN sent you. Tom Bolton for Ease Off. I know so many of you are finding our EZ4 Carcass Drop and Lift an essential tool for your meat processing operation, but today I want to spotlight four of our new products. First, our right height hog cradles with steel or aluminum frames. Our customers love this back-saving innovation that enhances sanitation and speeds production. Next, our beef cradles with stainless steel or aluminum frames eliminate rust and corrosion. We hope you'll compare our quality and prices for this essential part of your processing line. Our cradles are especially effective when used with our power skinner. And finally, our hook tumbler will keep your hooks clean and polished. EaseOff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. EaseOff, LLC, 417-932-6419. Like, uh, so Mark Collett and I talked about it a lot on Monday, but here's, like, if the, if there was really artificial intelligence, I mean, I, I say if there was really, I mean, what you should be able to do, what I should be able to do is tell the artificial intelligence to go back through uh, David Duke and my archives and sort out the important ideas that we had, the important ideas, and then organize them into a book. That that would be good, okay? Um, you know, making AI... Is it really even AI, is it, or is it just a program? Like, what kind of intelligence do you really need to, to say... Um, draw me a picture of um, Greek philosophers in chains eating watermelon. Which is funny. And then it draws black people, because Greek philosophers have to be black, so it drew black people in chains eating watermelon. But that's... Is that really intelligence? Or is that just, like, a program that's activated by voice? Right? I mean, isn't that just... Because the AI, it's supposed to be uh, learning. It's supposed to be able to learn and think and simply 
like if you just say give me this and it gives you that that's that's not intelligence if you say go through a bunch of material and then think about what are the important ideas because i could do this to a graduate student or or a college student even when i was a teacher i i could i was actually pretty easy but i could assign something assign a reading and say um read this and and then uh find what are the important ideas and write what you think about the important ideas you could say you can say that to a human okay you can say that to a human um and it can figure it out and so i should be able to say to the ai robot to go back through my archives transcribe it i i suppose it would need to transcribe it and ferret out the important ideas or important theoretical ideas of which there are legions there's a huge amount the first couple of years i did david's show i used to i i spoke with notes i would I was very attentive, I would, and you know, obviously, I have a lot of time to think while he's talking. To, right? I mean, am I right? Am I wrong? Am I wrong? There's a lot of time to think while he's talking, and so I would make notes. And I didn't even always get to to talk on my notes, but I would, I would speak from these notes. And there was a lot of ideas, and I, I kept um, running Notepad, and then I'd try to go back and uh, you know, but that's a lot of work, and that's what we want the AI robots for. Um, is it is it even AI just to draw a picture of uh, uh, Negro Greek philosophers in chains eating watermelons? It's funny, but it is AI. I don't know. But my time is up. So I will be back again next week with more exciting episodes of National Bugle Radio. I'm a fan. Who wants blacks to live amongst us? And Arabs to have equal rights. I have no love of country. White folks are all bad. But when the alt-right folks attack me, it makes me sad. I am a cock. I am a libtard. down in history and save us all from douchebags just like me i am a Tehebo Tea Club's original pure pouty Arco Super Tea helps build red corpuscles in the blood which carry oxygen to our organs and cells. Our organs and cells need oxygen to regenerate themselves. The immune system needs oxygen to develop and cancer dies in oxygen. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system and it can truly be miraculous for someone finding a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit drinksupertea.com. The first word is drink, spelled D-R-I-N-K, then the word super, then the word tea. The complete website is drinksupertea.com. Or call us at 818-965-9113, Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. 
That's 818-965-9113. DrinkSuperTea.com. You can't handle the truth. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit RepublicBroadcasting.org today because you can handle the